Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. Um, so somebody decided, or just recognized that I took my ears off, and so I now have no headphones. It's kind of a weird feeling. You look it's super really, nice, though. Your haircut yeah. looks great. I, I didn't get a haircut. It's no haircut. That's not. That's not hair. I just trim my ears up a little bit. Um, there's a lot, lot to go over today. Lot, lot, lot to go over today. Um, but the 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 establishment is literally losing their mind right now. Oh, this way. All right. Sorry. Losing their mind right now. And um, and frankly, we so we have a special guest today. And. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to hear this, Mr. Producer. They're afraid of the midterms. They're afraid of what's happening with COVID. They're afraid of all the things that they're that they're doing across the nation. That's not working. But they're more afraid of the new um, the new people that are running for office all across the nation that are getting through the primaries. Yeah, freedom first candidates are are destroying these people. They're get, they're primarying the crap out of the establishment, uh, and now you're seeing the media do backflips to try and say that, you know, for instance, Trump's endorsements don't matter. Uh, our guest today actually was at the event where uh, an endorsement was given for J.D. Vance in Ohio, uh, proving once again that that is not the case and that the people who right now the government is trying to label as extremists and, you know, calling MAGA the most extreme political movement uh, in the history uh, – we are seeing more and more every day that these people are the ones who are driving uh, are driving the culture, and we are going to uh, slaughter them in the midterms. And so now we're seeing the the rise of uh, you know this abortion uh, distraction and trying to rally up you know the BLM riots and have another summer of love, uh, while states like California and others are pushing more lockdowns and absolute garbage to you know shut down our kids to uh, drive a narrative that. Uh, COVID is something we all need to be afraid again in the midst of the, you know, evidence about the uh, J&J shot being pulled, uh, the study from Israel. Suddenly we're supposed to be afraid of COVID once again. Well, I think that the, the idea through this, well, let's just go ahead and bring April Moss on. April, welcome to the show. Hey, it's so good to see you again. It's good to see you. So th tell us what's going on here. You were at the Trump endorsement of J.D. Vance in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And then J.D. Vance won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The power of the Trump endorsement, right? Yeah. And, and so, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah, I was there. Um, it was interesting in Ohio because so many people were really skeptical of J.D. And I should say still are, right? Because they want to make sure the right America First candidate gets in. 
And from talking with people, you know, you had his opponents. One of them was endorsed by General Flynn. And then here, Trump is endorsing J.D. Vance. So I think for people who really had their pulse on local, you know, politics and, and things like that in Ohio, you know, they were concerned. But I will say I was impressed with J.D. when he gave his acceptance speech, I guess you could say. his He was thanking uh, all of the people that came to his watch party and those watching online. And he said, you know, I really hope that I can garner the support of my opponents. And he talked very highly of the people that he was running against. And I just thought that was very big of him to do that because you see so many times candidates basically bad mouthing and trashing the other people. And he really was like, no, I really want to work with everyone. And I really hope I can garner the support of those that, um, that I was up against. So we'll see. I, I'm always going to be one of those people that says, Let's just see how, how time plays things out, and let's hold these people accountable. Every single person that's getting in from a Trump endorsement, we all need to be holding them accountable to make sure that they stay true to the America First policies that they profess. So, you know, the, and, and you're absolutely right. And I, and I think that they get amnesia typically when they get into office and they decide to walk away from their constituency because you have major groups that look for chinks in the, I like call them chinks in the armor, uh, whether it's power, money, uh, whether or not they could be compromised, they look for opportunities to be able to control that particular candidate. I think the thing that, that, that struck me about J.D. Vance is, is that he is a uh, venture capitalist. Um, he's been a part of the financial institution. He's also an author. Um, he's been a commentator. He, he played in the political world a little bit. Um, but he, he's, not a, he's not your typical candidate. And I think that that's what yeah. people are, are looking at is, is that there's some, they're looking at his history and then whether or not he, is he the wolf in sheep's clothing? You know, how did President Trump go through the process of vetting him? Um, but he, he does bring a pretty stout background of no-nonsense business experience, which I think is, is the same reason why we wanted President Trump in is because we can clean out the fat, start moving things away and getting back to sensibility. You know, that's a great point. And I also want to say, too, that um, he had the backing of a lot of people that are highly respected in the conservative movement. People like Charlie Kirk, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates. These people all came out to stump for him. And so I think that held a lot of weight as well. And I think that, you know, we've been through so much in the last several years that everybody's a little on edge right now. Right. We know how important this election is. We know how important the 2022 uh, election is. And if we're not going to be putting in people that are going to fight for election integrity, then right, that, then it's all over because we can't turn away from what happened on November 3rd, 2020. And so we got to make sure those candidates stay true to pursuing that truth. Well, well, as we start talking about that specifically, um, it's become more and more evident that most of America cares about election integrity. And then with the, the movie 2000 Mules, have you got a chance to see that movie yet? I haven't. I can't wait. I've already like signed up. I'm going to watch it on Saturday night. So tomorrow night, I can't wait. Did you see it yet? I have not seen it. I'm going to see it on Saturday night as well. I've been invited to... 20 or so events across the country. We were like, hey, come to my theater, come to my theater. I'm like, guys, I can't be flying all over the place. We have, we have, we have a broadcast that we have to do twice a day. How am I going to do that? So, um, but uh, I have been having conversation with 
um, people about that. I'm going to see it on Saturday night. And then we're going to hold a bunch of watch parties here in Colorado at a couple of churches and see if we can, you know, uh, show our support for Dinesh D'Souza. Um, yeah. But Incredible. let me ask you, let me ask you a question. And, and this is a loaded question so that I already know the answer to on my side. So it'd be interesting to see what your thoughts are on this. Um, we know that there's mules. There's been mules for centuries. Yeah. There's always been mules. But do you think they took enough time to give enough credit to the massive amount of evidence that exists that shows the election fraud in the computer systems themselves and the, the voting systems? Because I, I feel like maybe they missed it. Maybe they, they, they had a good opportunity to, to correlate at least the possibility without talking specifically about that, that, that evidence, but to give credence to the fact that there's massive amounts of evidence. And I felt like they stepped away from that a little bit, which to me is a little disappointing. I feel like I can't really comment uh, on that specific thing since I haven't seen the movie yet. But from listening to some interviews that um, I believe it's Catherine from True the Vote had given, uh, you know, from from what I've heard her speak about, it seems like they really just focused on the geofencing and proving through through camera and also phone data that uh, these you know ballots were trafficked and harvested. Um, so, so to anything else, I just really feel like I wouldn't be doing it justice to, to really uh, speak my mind on, on anything else. But I would have loved to have had some sort of, you know, media pre-screening of this because it would have been great to be able to, you know, talk about it and know about it before it's released to the general public. Well, and 2,000 Mules just got suspended from Twitter, permanently banned from Twitter. So right, so, right. Because so it's too you, much truth. How do you truth. reconcile that? Oh, well, you know, and that's the other thing is it's like, okay, it's, I think that, you know, we're in this predicament where there's so many people, even Dr. Zelenko just got um, removed as well for the second time. So it's like, okay, we know that Elon is, is you know, in charge over there, but at the same time, uh, obviously there's kinks to work out. It's going to take some time to make sure, you know, how, how free of a speech is this platform going to be. I, I really am enjoying Truth Social and Getter and... Um, you know, those are like my two primary places I think I'm going to try to move all my followers over to. I'm still enjoying Telegram, getting my information out that way. But it seems like Twitter is uh, going to be slow to getting truly free speech out on that platform. Okay, so let's, you've, you've been busy. Yeah. So you moved. Yeah. I did, yes. I'm so happy. I'm a proud Texan now. <laughs> <laughs> so which part of Texas did you move to? So we're in Hill Country. All right. So that's about uh, 30 to 40 west of Austin. Travis, like Lake Travis area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so it's beautiful here. So so I live in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Well, actually a place called okay. Castle Hills. So I, I moved and bought a house in Castle Hills um, to, to move my Just family recently? There. Just recently, in, in August of last year. So it... it awesome. uh, now I'm I'm still back and forth between Colorado and and Texas, but uh, yeah, I love Texas. People well, in Texas we gotta are get amazing. together. We got to get the families together because San Antonio is not too far from us. No, no, not at all. You talk about hill country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it really is. Everyone keeps saying. So you say you like Texas now, but you haven't lived here through the summertime and. I love the heat, so it's not going to bother me one bit. But <laughs> Hey, look, you have swimming pools and air conditionings for a reason, so it'll be just fine. We'll have a good time. 
Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, one thing is uh, for sure, everyone is so friendly here. It's been really refreshing, you know, to go from Michigan to here. There's a stark contrast and just, you know, the people are just wonderful. And I love my Michiganders for everybody watching. I love my Michiganders too. But I'm just kind of blown away by how friendly everybody is here. It's been great. All right. You've also been working on a documentary. Yeah, yeah. So some people already know about it. Um, we were hoping to release it prior to now, but we've had some issues with our with our editing process. But it's called Bad Medicine. And basically what has happened is um, we've taken a really deep dive into what is the reason why we saw so many high COVID death counts. It's not because people were dying of COVID. They were dying because of the deadly protocols that they were being put on once they get to the hospital and test positive for COVID. So I talked to, uh, I would say, at least upwards of 50 people across this country and spanning from coast to coast, uh, unfortunately, family members who have lost loved ones. And um, we go into in-depth with their stories, what happened to them. Uh, sadly, finding out that doctors and nurses uh, knew knowingly put these people on protocols that they knew were going to kill them. Uh, we talk about how much financial incentives that the hospitals get for each time somebody tests positive, if they get them on remdesivir, if they can get them onto ventilators, and if they pass away, and then another financial bonus for even the coroners. Um, so it's a really sick process, but what people don't understand is that this has all been implemented because of the CARES Act. And that's what I'm hoping that the release of this documentary will be able to affect some change uh, because we need to get our lawmakers and our governors all aware of what's happening. And governors have the authority to be able to rule out this federal overreach over their state. But basically, that's the reason why doctors and nurses are being handcuffed and cannot be able to prescribe the early treatments that you and I know to be safe and effective. It's because of that CARES Act. And then there's a few other things too that we'll be exposing, including a man who was uh, implemented by the, he was put in under Obama. He's basically one of these bureaucrats, was never elected, but his communistic influence on our healthcare system is one of the reasons why we're seeing so much of this implemented right now, where he basically believes that there's, you know, if you're over the age of 50, there's no reason for anyone to save your life or if you're a special needs person. So it's just really um, disgusting and, and we have to have a change. So, so we're seeing this, this thing that's happening right now. Now they've approved, you know, Johnson Johnson, they've now limited the ability to use that vaccine. We, we know that we're seeing what's happening in the Supreme Court. Um, with uh, the, the potential overturning of Roe versus Wade. We, we can go down the line of all the things that we're dealing with right now, the COVID deaths, now they're talking about spiking before the midterms. And you see this anxiety yeah. that people are talking about having that, oh, oh no, we're going into 2022 and they're going to do the same thing they did last time, justify stealing the election, and we're going to have 2020 all over again. So, you know, what do you make of what they're doing with uh, this amp, uh, um, you know, I would I would say infantesis. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got we've got a mess, right? We've got so many, and that's that's the whole point, right? Is to hit us from so many different angles that it almost seems like we have too too many things coming at us to even be able to affect real change. But what we have to realize is, 
fortunately, because we've been continuing, people like you, so many others who on their shows have been saying, listen, this election was stolen. Here's the evidence behind it. Um, I think that we're, we're coming to this point now where so many people who were not awake before or were just completely closed off to the idea that this election was stolen, they have woken up. There have been states that have made changes to their laws, maybe not as quickly as we would have liked them to, but I think at least it's so much on the radar. And I'm praying that 2,000 Mules is going to be something that will be irrefutable evidence that uh, will, again, what, why do we do what we do to affect change, right? Why do we put forth documentaries? Why do we do all of this? Why do we sing from the top of our lungs when the rest of the world says that we're conspiracy theorists? It's so that we can get our message out there to affect that change. So again, I think that I think that that's the main goal here with 2000 Mules is to put a rest to any question that there was um, not fraud. And then also, you know, with everything happening in the hospital systems, again, we have to make sure that we're educated. If you know that the media starts saying that COVID numbers are rising, and you know that if you go to the hospital and that you come down with COVID or you test positive for COVID on a, on a PCR test that we know can be faulty up to 80% of the time, you know what? You need to make sure that you have put those things in place in your life so that you don't need to go to the hospital. So having the ivermectin stocked and ready to go Having the all-natural form of hydroxychloroquine, which Dr. Zelenko has an amazing protocol in his Z-Stack to get your immune system ready. Like These are the things that we just, everyone needs to have ready to go so that there's no crisis, you know, and, and unneeding un people to, to die in these hospital systems as these numbers continue to rise or these cases. So I don't know if you, you heard about the story of Grace. So we had, um, yeah. uh, it, it, it is unbelievably heartbreaking. And we, we did an entire special, and I know that Scott has been out, her father has been out talking about Grace. But the fact that they, they removed him as the, the advocate, the parent advocate for Grace, nearly two days she didn't have an advocate during that period of time yeah. is the time by which she was you know, falling behind, uh, proved that the oxygen level on the machines were showing 60 and 45% or 42%. Uh, while they were testing the, they, they put them side by side and were testing it and it was 95% on her finger, yet intubated her, uh, put her on ventilation, gave her uh, morphine. It, they murdered yeah. his daughter. Yeah, they did. I've spoken with him and it's heartbreaking and um, we are going to highlight that story as well uh, in Bad Medicine. And, and here's the thing, again, that people need to understand these processes whereby, you know, she didn't have a guardian, right? Where they took away, and, and even the fact that they um, had a do not resuscitate, right? She, they broke the law on so many levels because she was supposed to have, if that were the case, she should have had some sort of arm, a wristband that says do not resuscitate. There was nothing of the sort. They did not follow legal protocol with that. And so um, I think that I'm praying that Scott, you know, can finally bring these people to justice because it's, again, what you said, it's murder happening and it's not acceptable. Um, the You beg the question, uh, so why was she treated this way? Is it because she has Down syndrome and she is deemed, you know, basically unimportant in life? You know, th these are scary times. Um, to have her sister be by her bedside 
and her parents FaceTiming to, and watching their daughter pass away while their other daughter begs the doctors and nurses to save her sister's life and they argue back with her that they can't because she's DNR. I mean, the whole thing is just horrendous. And, um, oh, and they changed and the DNR status that morning at 1030 when they started, when they started going through this process, when they started going through the process of what, yeah. what everyone described as evil and weird. Um, th that's when the DNR was put on the chart by the doctor. So the doctor actually enabled a DNR, which is not something you're allowed to do, should have been held criminally responsible for that. Um, you know, we, yeah. we are actually working with attorneys. And I told Scott, I was like, look, because he's a forgiving guy. I, I've, yeah, he's so it took everything in me to, to not cry <laughs> right? as, I'm, as I'm talking about his daughter. And then to hear him say that, hey, you know, I forgave them th through this process. I'm not sure that I'm that, I built that same way. It's a paradigm crash for me, for sure. Um, but, Such a sweet man. But they, they over, I mean, over a seven hour period of time, they deliberately, and then when uh, my heart sinks, but it just is an example that is so clear and cut that it's hard to ignore. And yet there are hundreds of thousands of other Americans nearly a million people across the U.S. that have died under probably similar circumstances. I wouldn't like to say that all of that is the case, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it certainly... Well, the ones that, that I've been talking to, Joe, I, I hate to say it, but this is the... It's the same story again and again and again. And I'm talking... Like, a lot of the people that I interviewed for my documentary, they're young. Joe, what, like, one guy was 39 years old. 39 years old. I mean... All he needed was a little bit of oxygen. And the other thing that I don't know if many people understand is that the hospitals were refusing to feed these people. So they get in there, and in one case, this man, um, he just needed a little bit of oxygen. He, they keep telling the wife and him, oh, yeah, you know, don't worry, we'll, we'll get to you, we'll get to you. For two days, he waited for oxygen, well, by, and they hadn't fed him in two days. So by that time, he was just really struggling, and that's when they said, oh, well, you're so bad, we have to put you on this remdesivir. Well, then you know what happens once you go on remdesivir, you know, everything starts shutting down, your breathing slows, and then they say, oh, you have to be on a ventilator, right? And um, I, I mean, one, one guy, he was texting his wife, they're going to kill me in this hospital. I'm not going to make it out of here. I mean, can you imagine? And of course, you know, all these wives, you know, they're, they're not even allowed in to be with their, with their loved one. I mean, across the board, all of these policies that were implemented through COVID were designed so that the people in the hospitals couldn't speak and tell their loved ones what was going on. They were heavily sedated, right? Um, and then I don't know, did you hear the one story about the guy, Ben, who got into a car crash? Yeah, and oh, we had him on the show. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, it was so unbelievable. I, I, yeah, I mean, just to think about the fact, I told him, I said, you know, that is a divine thing that you woke up and were able to get yourself all off of the, the ventilator. But for him to say, do you know, like, even in his medical records, they didn't have his real name on there. They had a social security number, but they wrote his name as John Doe. Yeah. So they were, I mean, how, what else are you supposed to think but that this was orchestrated to, to try to kill him? You know, um, that's what they were going to do. They didn't want him to wake up. And and the the adrenaline that he would have had to have felt. I mean, I, I, I think it's got appointed because the adrenaline he had to have to 
to have to surge through yeah. his body in order to pull out, in order to wake up because he's on morphine, he's on things that propofol, things that frankly, you're not yeah. usually waking up from, but because of the imbalance right. of the adrenaline that's rushing through his body after the accident, it woke him up. And so he, you know, the, everybody says, oh, you can't pull out a catheter. Uh, I see it would be really painful, but you could pull out a catheter. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to. Oh, I mean, he told that. me, he was like, it wasn't a pretty sight, but you know, <laughs> but, but, and it's not a laughing matter. The, the point is, is that this is a real crisis and, and people have to understand it's not going to get better until, until we get some more attention on this from, from people who can stand up and say, listen, we're, we're getting rid of this cares act. We're getting rid of the cures act. That was something that was implemented years and years before COVID even hit. We just didn't realize it because there wasn't quite the influx of patients to hospitals until COVID happened. Um, so it's just, uh, it's something that we absolutely have to get rid of. But, you know, a, a governor who's not corrupt could make the change within their state to, to stop the federal overreach, you know, and that's what really needs to happen is we need to have solid governors of integrity getting into office with America first policies. And I think we'll have no problem turning things around. But again, I'm an optimistic person. So I always try to think of things on the bright side. Well, I, I got to tell you, it. Um, I, I do still think we're winning. I think that we're coming to a conclusion right now mm -hmm. where the radical left is, is losing their grip. Um, and nothing would be more clear than what than what Biden did yesterday uh, when he said that the extreme MAGA is the extremists. And I don't know if you if yeah. you caught that from I did. I um, did. regime leader Biden. Sorry, I refuse to call him the president because I don't believe that when you're installed in a position and you steal the voice of the American people, you deserve that that uh, title. But right. Um, but. He is calling well, when you 81. Talk, yeah, when you, if you take what he said, right, but then you, you look at what's happening outside of the Supreme Court with people all of a sudden, Elizabeth Warren, okay, going absolute crazy because women can't murder their children anymore, right? And it wasn't even that, right? It's no, it's kicking back to the states and the states get to decide. You know, it's it's the twisting of the words. It's the... Uh, Eric Swalwell tweet that says, you know, that conservatives want to try to ban interracial marriage. It's like, what are you, you're just like throwing out lies to get people yeah. emotionally riled up. Okay. And then they're the party that continues to, you know, wreak havoc on our cities and burn and loot and all these things. Right. But, but of course we are the dangerous ones. Why? Because we know that we can't be controlled anymore. We're awake. And we're aware of what the plan is. Um, so that makes us dangerous. So, so we, we what, what's next? We get to the midterms. I'm going to have you do a little bit of a, a foretell the future. What, what, what happens at the midterms? What, what are we going to face going into 2022? Yeah, I think we're going to see, um, I think we're going to see the radical left try to do everything they can to steal the election. I think that they are, terrified of a huge turnout that we we all know is going to turn you know a big red wave that people are sick and and awake of the progressive policies of the left and i think that um they're going to try to do everything they can to try to cheat again right i mean they're not going to stop and i i'm 
very cognizant of the fact that it's a very real reality that they're going to try to push fear on people with some other virus. Bill Gates just came out this past week. I don't know. I'm sure you reported on it. He just came out this last week saying there's going to be an even deadlier virus than COVID coming. So how convenient, right? It's just another, you know, fear tactic. And I think that people need to be very awake to what they're going to try to do. I pray to God we don't, you know, have more lockdowns, right? We need strong leadership in our states to be able to, to come against any of that. Well, and, and if they go into lockdown mode and start pushing down and putting pressure on people, we already know that we're facing another summer. Uh, I'm, I'm counting down because, if, as you remember, it was the 27th of May that the George Floyd event became an uh, iceberg and turned into just a, a political circus that went all the way through the yep. summer of people being attacked. And I see that same type of uh, churning happening now inside of our news media. Um, how do you yeah. think that people are going to react to it, though? I think that I think that's my biggest fear is that how are people going to react to it? Yeah. Because I think this will be a totally different reaction than they did in 2020. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think it's going to work in their favor. I think people are just really disgusted uh, by, by the left and by their tactics. And I think that um, you're going to see a lot of angry America first, you know, patriots pretty much saying like, we're not putting up with this. You're not going to destroy our towns. We're not going to go, you know, do this again. Um, I hate to say it's going to be a civil war. I don't like to ever talk like that, but I, I don't think people are going to stand for this and, and we shouldn't stand for it. All right, April, we'll have you back on. Uh, when is your documentary due out? I'm hoping in the next four weeks. It's in it's in the editing uh, phase, so it's out of my hands, and now it's up to other people to make sure it gets out. So Do hopefully in the trailer? next four weeks, can people come look at go look at a trailer. Yeah, so I can send you a trailer that we can. That, yep, I have one that we can put out there. Um, so it'll you, make you cry for. If you can get the me the trailer, trailer, we will play it today by the end of the show. Um, and is That'd there a website great. people can go to to um, reserve it? Um, no, just April Moth TV would be the best option just to, uh, you know, keep in pace with what I'm doing. And I'll make sure I put out any updates on my website and, um, and any of my social media channels I always post. So you can follow me at April Moth TV on pretty much every platform. All right. Awesome. April Moss, thank you very much. I'll, I'll connect with you down in Texas. I'll be there next week. So hopefully we get together over the next oh, little bit. Good. Yes, please do. All I right. can't wait to, to see you and meet your lovely family. Take care. Thanks All for right. having me on. God bless you. God bless you. You too. So we're going to do a quick ad read and then we're going to transition into our second guest. But uh, this podcast is brought to you by I don't know what's going on over there. It is brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you. If you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using incognito mode won't always solve the problem either. IP Vanish is here to protect your right to privacy and keep you anonymous online. It'll help you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties. And you can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick um, when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, everything is completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. It makes you virtually invisible online. So you, again, you can use it on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. 
Uh, IP Vanish is offering for listeners of Conservative Daily an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting five, nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Go to ipvanish.com daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily. So we, we have had, there's, there's so much stuff to talk about. One of the things I do want to talk about is that there is a ruling, a judge ruled two things that I want to put out there. One, a judge ruled the GOP rep Marjorie Taylor Greene can stay on the ballot. Um, This is unbelievable. They tried to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from the ballot. They tried to get her off the ballot. Imagine that. And, and we're trying to protect democracy while we're kicking people off the ballot. And by the way, this is a sitting congresswoman, a currently sitting congresswoman. This is unbelievable. A group of uh, Georgia voters had argued that Greene was not eligible to run for re-election under the disqualification clause of the 14th Amendment due to her alleg- alleged support for the January 6th attack on the Capitol. There was no January 6th attack on the Capitol. It was the FBI that orchestrated an attack with Pelosi and many others. And all that information is coming out over and over and over again as they basically force political prisoners in D.C. to cut deals in order to get out. Otherwise, they said, we'll just keep you in here for another couple of years. It is the grossest abuse of our system that we have seen in at least 100 years. And yet we continue to, to tolerate it. So there's the ruling right there. Second of which is that, that I want to tell you guys about that I think is, is uh, to me, just, just equally as, as egregious. And I'll, and I'll kind of, well, not egregious, but it was egregious that it happened before. And a court had ruled that um, the state of Florida could not restrict some of the things that were happening with ballot boxes. And that has been overturned. So the, 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 the limitations for an appeals court had ruled that the limitations that were put on ballot boxes um, in Florida are absolutely legal. So going into the midterm elections, they will be allowed to use um, or restrict ballot boxes and stop uh, mules or um, people from acting inappropriately in Florida itself. It, it, is, uh, it, it, it is just one thing after another. I'm going to do a quick read for one of our sponsors, CrowdHealth. Um, just, just so you know, I've been doing a lot of checking into CrowdHealth just to understand what they do um, I find it interesting that they they actually aren't healthcare. Now I, I am concerned. I sent some information back about mandates, and it does satisfy the mandates specifically. So you don't you're not subject to any penalties if you have it. Uh, I don't think, and, and and I say I don't think because, um, you know, I think I read that correctly. I think I think I did. I went through all the details. I I, I tend to align with our sponsors and go through. I know somebody said that it's not healthcare insurance and it doesn't operate with healthcare insurance, but um, some of the reviews that are on there are pretty astounding. You know, you know paying for $100,000 worth of, of uh, bills um, at $200 a month. So, and with very, with a deductible, it's only 500 bucks. So I probably just butchered that for our sponsor, but I'm gonna go through it anyway and talk to you a little bit more. I wanted to make sure that we were 
uh, not make sure, but just go through and figure out if it was right for me and my family. So we did actually sign up. So CrowdHealth isn't health insurance. That's why it works. Uh, with insurance, you pay huge premiums. With them, you don't. Um, the uh, one in six claims are denied by healthcare plans. And so no wonder many people are losing their ability to, or, or saying that they should go without insurance because frankly, it's not picking up anything anyway. Um, you pay one low monthly total to fund your account and get access to CrowdHealth Community, less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of your monthly contribution goes directly to reducing the healthcare costs of the community. So you pay the first $500 of a health event and the rest gets submitted to a CrowdHealth Community members for funding. And unlike insurance, you're not limited to doctor networks or, or who can take care of you. So unlike insurance, though, the CrowdHealth does succeed by keeping its members happy, not driving up prices. And so it helps members shop for great care um, at fair prices, finding doctors as well, and making payments to doctors and members as quickly as possible, negotiating for the community's behalf when unexpected bills arise. It's the reverse of the incentives that the healthcare system gets um, that put them in, a, in this mess to begin with. So, you know, it's not hard to understand that, uh, that healthcare companies are making billions of dollars. And I don't think I've talked to anyone who's not a government employee um, that's on, on the doles of others that, that has health insurance that actually works. Um, so don't let healthcare costs stand between you and your future. Join CrowdHealth today. Right now you can get the first six months for just $99 per month. That's almost 50% off the normal price and a lot less than the high deductible healthcare plans. Uh, just go to joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code FREEDOM at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code FREEDOM. Uh, here's a disclaimer. CrowdHealth uh, is not a health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Now that we have that, let's go ahead and bring our guest on. Um, th this guest um, is running for office. Ted Bloom running for office? Yes. Ted Norman, how are you hey, doing? I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm really, really good. Go ahead and turn them up if you would, Mr. Producer. So you're running for office. Tell everyone about you. I am um, running for California State Assembly here in District 42 in California, which is basically north Behind of LA. It's a pretty big district. What's that? Behind enemy lines. Yes, behind enemy lines. It's been a tough battle, but time runner. I'm a small business owner, entrepreneur. And I just got tired of um, just seeing how this country is going. So I went to a GOP meeting and I asked them uh, if I could do something. And they said, why don't you run for state assembly? So I'm going up at a four-term incumbent. And this state is really, really messed up. Worse than I ever thought. So, so tell us about, I mean, I, I saw your priorities. I'll kind of, we can put it up on your, on your website. But saving sure. your children's future from uh, the school system. The school system in California is abhorrent. It's one of the worst in the entire country. Oh, yeah. And we and rank 45th in the nation. And, yep, yep. We're 45th education, but we have a CRT problem. We have a transgender indoctrination problem. We have a uh, sexual orientation for kids like kindergarten through third grade, which is just as we have a, a group called the Mama Bears, which are a bunch of parents which are standing up. And I believe they're the ones going to be able to save our country. And, and so t tell me about some of the other things that you're facing. Obviously, you have homelessness caused by the drug well, yeah we have a problem but here's the point it's here's the problem is that california they've been getting entitlements and enabling the homeless they're actually newsome is actually asking homeless people to come from other states here we give them a monthly check of 520 dollars a month we give them free housing we give them free insurance then we give them free drugs free booze we give them crack pipes we give them needles 
we give them a safe space to do it in, and we're just enabling this problem, and it's just growing exponentially, and it's just, it's sad. And we have a lot more crime now. We've got fentanyl problems here, drug problems, like you couldn't believe. Wait, wait, wait. They give them free crack pipes? Yep. They're giving them out here in yeah, Northern I California, was, Sacramento. I thought you it was phones. I mean, I thought it was phones. <laughs> they give you phones. You get phones with Netflix on it. You get phones with Netflix. It's, it's just insane. And also, the, the thing we have now, abortion is a big, talk, uh, big topic right now. We have a bill called AB2223. This is the most disgusting bill I've ever seen. It's an infanticide bill where you can abort your baby up to 20 day, days after birth. 28 days after birth. It's disgusting. It's evil. But, but that's not something, I mean, they're, they're not actually, that's, that hasn't actually happened. There hasn't been a case of that yet, right? It's already passed two committees. It already passed the health care and, uh, and the appropriations committee. It's going to go on the House floor. So 28 days. So the Green New Bill, the Green New Deal, is, is really about you know, population control. Absolutely. They're trying to destroy the middle class here, I believe, in California, and actually for the whole nation. So, yeah, it's just, it's, um, you know, they don't, we've lost 40,000 small businesses permanently here because of COVID. But meanwhile, they give $15 billion to the homeless people. They're just throwing money at it, and it's not solving the problem. So we have a lot of issues. We also have a water storage problem in the state that's a huge, huge Thing. Now, they're, they're actually going to put us on water rationings now, which is disgusting, too. We bond eight years ago, $2.7 billion bond that California voters voted for to be a reservoir, and the Democrats killed it. They didn't build anything. Our Central Valley's going dry. The whole thing up. It's just, it's insane. It's just insanity, Joe. So, so why, why? Why are they making life so miserable? And, and I have friends that are in California. They're making life so miserable for people in California. And the people that are left behind, Democrats can't believe it. it, it it's turned into a cesspool. People drive from their it's house corrupt. to work, from work to home. They stay away from the restaurants. Uh, the, the small businesses yep. are, are suffering dramatically. Uh, you know, are you are you connecting with some of the, the Democrat voters that are out there? And what are they telling you? I, 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 believe, um, I think a lot of people are worried about the gas and inflation. We have the highest gas prices in the country. We have the highest gas tax at $1.19 a gallon. We've got the highest stakes. And then we also have have something we haven't addressed yet. We have a pension problem here in, in California. We're a trillion dollars in the hole. This management of the pension managers, which are Democrat, they politicized it. Now they want the taxpayers to pick up the tab on that, which I don't think we should. Okay, so you have a trillion dollar deficit on your pension. They just lost, I, yep. I think the teachers union lost $240 billion uh, investing in, I think, Netflix. There was three of them. And they had they literally saw a twenty-two to twenty-four percent drop in the pension fund uh, related to the teachers union over a, a ninety-day period of time. Right. Yeah, that's it. But look at how they politicized it. The unions are all Democrats. So what they did is they divested from like Tesla stock when it was like forty, sixty dollars a share because they didn't like Elon Musk. Now, how dumb was that? This you know Tesla stock's eight hundred some dollars a share. If they would have just not politicized, they would have a surplus right now in their funds. But you know, they, it's just the Democrats. They just destroy everything they touch. It's horrible. All right. So, so, so tell me about the people. Tell me about the average everyday people in California. What, what are they Every telling person, you? We're, we're, we're just tired. We're fed up. Um, I think Democrats, Republicans, independents, I think the people, they've awoken. You know, we're waking up. But what I'm trying to tell everybody and in in people I'm voting time Republican, you have to put it into action. It's not just being a way to help us out. We have a Democrat-controlled state, 
And we, the Republicans in the GOP, they don't really help the candidates here. We're kind of like on our own. So we raise our own money. We got to do everything on our own. We're not really getting a lot of support on the state level, but we need more people to do that. And if we can, we can turn this state. I believe the state's more red than blue. It's probably purple, but it doesn't need to be this way. And we can fix these problems in about two years, I believe, if we can get the get rid of the uh, Democrat majority in California, up in Sacramento. Okay, so I want to go back to this water issue because, you know, California gets more water than Colorado does, gets a majority of its water through Colorado um, yeah. and owns most of this water rights. So that's where most of the water comes from. Um, sure. Why is it that the why is it that they're not building watersheds or building uh, water catchments like uh, uh, reservoirs when that can solve the problem? And how in the world did the legislative group overrule the vote by the by the people? Right. Well, that's that's the whole point is that we don't understand why they don't. We passed that bond eight years ago to build a new reservoir, but eighty percent of our rainwater goes out through the Sacramento River the San Joaquin River and the LA Basin. They're threatening our reservoirs just go dry. They're not even trying to capture the water. So we don't really have, they try to blame on climate change. It's not climate change. It's just incompetency at the highest levels. They just don't care. Well, so then now there's a food shortage. We, we, we know that that's more man-made than not. But what what's the answer? I mean, you're running for office. You, are you getting together yeah. with other, uh, I'll say freedom first or America first candidates that are out there? Um, sure. are you getting together, having conversations and how are the, how are the, how is the, the incumbent? How is the person that you're going against? I assume that's a Democrat. Yeah, she is a Democrat. She's a four termer, Jackie Irwin. Yeah. She's a, she votes 97% of the time with the Democrats. She outruns as a moderate, but she's a far left progressive. And, uh, She's done a lot of damage to this district and to our community. But we can solve these problems. They're really simple. There's a lot of Republican senators and assemblymen that I've talked to at the California GOP convention. They've got solutions. We've got, we can fix these, but we don't have any say because they have a super majority. It's 75-25, and they just make all the rules. So we're basically just handcuffed right now. That's why we need to get more Republicans up and down the line to take over these positions so we can... All right. Well, tell us, tell everyone about yourself. You said you're a business owner. Yeah, I've had a medical company for 17 years, and I, you know, I built it from nothing. Um, I just I've worked really hard at it. I did pretty well. Um, I used to teach martial arts, so I've got a lot of focus and discipline. I know what it takes to fight and win. So I'm just really trying as an independent, you know, just as a Republican voice for all the people, and I've got a lot of support. But I have to win my primary. It's coming up June 7th. And I need to raise money. That's the hardest thing I'm finding out is just getting people to actually help and contribute and, and donate. All right. So how do people find you? Uh, TedNordbloom.com. You can go to my website. Uh, you can uh, call me, email me. There it is right there. So I appreciate any help. And if anybody has any that can volunteer or any ideas or suggestions for me to help me get to the next level, I believe I'm going to win my primary race, but I'm going to have a tough, tough uphill battle against the incumbent, Jackie Irwin. Okay. Um, I tell you what, um, we'll, we'll actually contribute to you. We'll put it out on the website as well, and we'll send people over to help you oh, um, with your campaign. I appreciate that so much, Joe. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll, give, you the la- I'll give you the last couple minutes. You can just give everyone uh, you, the last couple minutes. Just give them a, a – uh, you get the last word. Okay. So in California, I think everything starts progressively from here and goes across the nation. We can change this state and make it better. We have a lot of California bills, and I know people from all over the country are listening to this, and it doesn't really affect them, but everything that happens here is going to affect the rest of the country at some point in time. Um, they're, doing, they're trying to pass these new lockdown COVID bills, which are really, really bad for us. They say we're like in an endemic. 
situation with uh, with COVID, but they want to pass a bill that if you're 12 years and older, you can get a vaccine without your parents' consent. And they want to mandate COVID vaccines for all students, zero to 17, in public and private schools. These are some of their bills. Like, watch what they're saying and watch what they're doing. They're putting this little shiny object over the side, but they have a whole plan of doing something more. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. So we can win this. The people are, are really hungry for a change here in California. There's a lot of support. I think there's a, a lot of Democrats that are going to come over. But we just need more people to help and get involved in California. They look at us as a lost cause, like a democratic stronghold, and it's really not anymore. So if we get the help, we can change things in here in California. Hey, while well, I'm for you, God bless you. And uh, Ted Nordblum running for District 14 uh, Assembly in California in the middle of behind the lines. Thank you, Ted. God bless you. God bless you, you Joe. God bless you, United States of America. Thank you so much. All right. So I, I wanted to take a couple minutes. Wow. Sorry, I just looked through the window and saw my daughter. So it's good to see her. She came to say hi to me. I love you, Micah. Um, it, uh, you know, we got a lot of craziness that's, that's going on right now across the country. Uh, by the way, there is a, just so you guys know, there is a, um, rally happening in Pennsylvania right now. And President Trump is uh, getting ready to arrive in Pennsylvania. You can watch that. And, and by the way, if any time in the next 13 minutes he shows up, we're, we're going to terminate this. We're going to say a quick prayer, terminate this, and send everyone over to uh, Frank's speech to watch um, uh, President Trump speak. Um, so it, when you're done here, if you're here for the next 13 minutes and you head over to Frank's speech, um, you can go to frankspeech.com and literally watch President Trump speak. That's, those are the places that I would go. I would go there to OAN, uh, to Right Side uh, Broadcasting uh, Network, and, which is Right Side Broadcasting Network is actually um, on Lindell TV right now. That's what they're rebroadcasting. Um, but those are the two places I would go, OAN and Right Side Broadcasting. We're, we're facing a lot of different things right now. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there's, there's a bunch of mysterious liver diseases um, and children's deaths that are happening across the country. What's really weird about this is that they're not talking about whether or not these children have been given the vaccine. This is just the CDC saying that there's over 100 deaths across the United States um, and that uh, they're, they're calling these infections um, a, an anomaly. And, it's uh, these are kids that are being hospital hospitalized with, and some that are getting liver transplants. So, and and you haven't heard anything about it, have you, Mr. Producer, up until now? Nope. So, so nobody's talking about this. What's more, what's more alarming is that they have this vaccine. They have these children. They're not talking about the age of the children. They're just trying to create some sort of panic in people. And today, I got a phone call from someone that told me about this. And I was like, I just saw something come across the line for Fox News about this. But they're talking about severe disease sweeping the United States. And these are the weapons that they've decided they're going to use against the American people. And so when I get on here and I get really upset, and I've said a few things to many of you about what we're facing. So we're, I say, listen, I, we're, we're deep in the, in the thick of of trying to figure out how we take back our country, they're gonna use the weapons that they think worked previously. They're gonna to continue to use those weapons. And one of them is just biological weapons. And so we saw what's happening with uh, 
with Vladimir Putin and going into, excuse me, uh, uh, President Vladimir Putin going into Ukraine, uh, the things that he said, the indictments based on, you know, Nazis and, uh, you know, the Azovs today used a group of civilians as a, um, as a shield against the uh, Russian military. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but you have what's happening in Ukraine. You have the stuff that's happening, um, obviously across the nation uh, as it relates to um, new lockdowns. You have the southern border. You have the, the leaked Roe versus Wade out of the Supreme Court. So you've got all these different things that are happening. But when all of that stuff still does not stop the focus of staying on the 2020 election and where the majority of Americans are standing up saying, wait a minute, wait, hold on a second. Let me get this straight. You guys suspend the 2000 Mules Twitter feed and they did a documentary that used absolute 100% factual-based information. And you let some fact-checker that used to work in L.A. as an entertainment uh, journalist fact-check it and say that, oh, the, 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 the cell tower information is actually not that accurate. And they have the information down to a science within a 10, 15-foot interval. And then they have video evidence to back it up. But you're going to take that down? That's not, that's not misinformation, disinformation campaigns being pulled down. That's taking away the truth from the American people. So I think what they're starting to figure out is that we're focused. 61% of this country is firmly focused on the fact that the 2022 election needs to be free and fair. And we know based on having these machines, Dominion Voting Systems and others, it will never be free and fair. And their fear is, is that they don't do something quickly to control our community, control our country, that they're going to lose it. They're going to lose full control. And I think that's why the establishment and the radical left are losing their minds right now, because their globalist agenda didn't work. It is not working. So as we, as we look through some of, the, some of the things that we're going to be going over next week, Mr. Producer, we've got a bunch of guests that are going to be talking about just this. Yeah, and uh, we're still confirming the details, but we should have Dinesh D'Souza on as well as Catherine Engelbrecht. All right. Uh, and I've got a, uh, another big one. I'm not going to preview yet, but uh, that'll probably be Wednesday. Um, so we'll, we'll have some details with you once I confirm that this weekend. Well, I, so, yeah, we're going to have Dinesh on. We're, we're going to get as many people as we possibly can to bring truth to you. Uh, frankly, we're, we're also going to bring on some other uh guests and other people that can uh, sit in this chair a few extra hours a day and start talking about some of the other things that we can highlight um, across the country, things that are happening to, to Americans. Um, you know, I, I got sent this email about, you know, how do we, how do we con talk to our constituents if we're not willing to talk about their stories? And so I want to give everybody an opportunity to, if you have a story, if you know of something that's that's happening that's wrong and the news media is not paying attention because they're not going to, um, send it to us. Send us that story. And we will certainly highlight it. We will certainly make sure uh, that we become an advocate for our fellow Americans uh, because the egregious behavior is not just happening. It's happening in the most uh, obvious places, but also in the unobvious places. And we're also, I forgot, we're going to have Dr. Z on next week as well. Dr. Zelenko, yeah, who just got kicked off of Twitter for the second time. Yep, him, Lindell. Hey, I want to know, here's what I want to know. How, how come I didn't get the first award? I was the first. I was the first to get kicked off. I should get the first award. Should I get the first to get kicked off a Twitter award? I think we can, we can probably I was make the that first. Middle, right? I was the first one. <laughs> 
And, and, and if you remember, they said that I got kicked off because, um, not because I, I was hateful and had hateful rhetoric, um, although you could argue that I was pretty angry at the time when you had people coming to your house with death threats. But uh, I got kicked off because they said I had multiple accounts. And I go, look, I, I've had that account since 2000, I think 2009. And before all this stuff started kicking off, I didn't even use Twitter. I thought Twitter was stupid. I kind of still think Twitter's stupid. Sorry, Elon. I do. I do like true social, um, but I'm not much of a social media person anyway. So it's good. Uh, by the way, Prayer Warrior said, please reach out to Daniel Wood. Who's Daniel okay. Wood? Daniel Wood. Daniel Wood. Tell us more, Prayer. What, what is, who is Daniel Wood? Okay. Can we, can we let me look real quick and make sure that we're not dealing with President Trump being there yet? He's not there yet. No, they're still talking. Um, yeah, I, I, we're, we're going to cut it short because I want people to go listen to what they're saying at the Right Side Broadcasting Network. I also need that Steve Bannon is doing a great show today. And if you get a chance, um, there is Mel did an uh, interview on Ann Vandersteel's channel. I don't know if you got a chance to see that, Mr. Producer. But You're talking it, about Mel K? Yeah, Mel K did a, an interview. Um, and it, basically... The, the things that, we are, that we're dealing with right now, specifically related to the election and the election fraud and the um, pandemic and the food shortages and all the things that people are not talking about, th these things are really happening. So we become extremists and we become the ones that are um, conspiracy theorists, but we haven't been wrong yet about anything. Have we been wrong about anything? Have we been wrong? No, we haven't. All? And you know what I think is funny? So you know how they're, they're now calling uh, the MAGA crowd? Biden said that the MAGA crowd is the most extreme political movement that this history or that this country has ever seen. I think it's hilarious because they're right in the wrong. Uh, they're wrong, absolutely, because we're not extreme. We are simply people who want to live free uh, and be able to enjoy the fruits of our labor and leave a world that you know we can actually be proud of for our children and not have them be indoctrinated and see millions of our fellow countrymen being murdered by this, uh, this bioweapon agenda. Uh, but at the same time, they're absolutely right because what you know, we have come to represent and since uh, Trump did take office and all the revelations, the awakening that the American people have seen, we are absolutely uh, extreme to the political establishment because what we are now fighting for is to overhaul the entire system in a way that we've never, that we've never witnessed. So I mean, if if that's what extreme means, I, I'm happy to wear that, you know, wear that badge. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say that extreme would describe everything that we're dealing with right now as relates to stealing opportunity from our children. But um, I digress. All right. Well, we, we're going to go see President Trump over at the right on the uh, Frank speech. And, and Frank, we, we didn't have, I, I thought we were gonna have a different show today where it sounds like that show is gonna be moved to Monday or Tuesday, it'll be pretty exciting. Um, so head over to uh, Frank's speech and watch the uh, uh, President Trump speak. Before we close though, I do wanna close in prayer. Um, Father God, uh, thank you for the opportunity we have to be together as we head into this weekend. Give us the time and the rest that we need in order to, um, to uh, begin our endeavors next week. For those that have to work through the weekend, please bless them and protect them. Father, we are extremely thankful for the opportunity we have to be born at such a time as this. 
And we know that you chose us for this time to fight for you and to fight for good and against the evil that has permeated our society. Father, we are eternally grateful for our children. We are grateful for the, uh, the things that they teach us. And we're, we're grateful for the journey. I mean, as good and bad both, we're grateful to have those experiences, and we're grateful for um, the people that you've put in our lives that we get to um, do life with, Father. Uh, please bless our spouses. Please bless our families. Please bless our coworkers. Um, please, please bless us that, that uh, you know, e- even the ones that we disagree with, um, that, that they, they may prosper, Father, and that they, they may turn their hearts and minds to you. Father, please go with us as we go about our day that we may we may act in accordance to who you are. Please help us to honor you and to uh, live a life that uh, acts in faith. Father, we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, Amen. I, um, sorry, my daughter's here, so I'm, I'm ending early. And I'm actually not that early anymore. So... Hey, God bless you all. Um, you get a chance to go to April Moss TV. Uh, please do. If you want to follow us, by the way, you can follow us at on t.me slash conservative daily and t.me slash Joe Oltman. If you want to follow us on True Social, it's at Joe Oltman and at Conservative Daily. Um, we go live um, twice a day at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can watch us live at conservative-daily.com, Frank Speech, Rumble, DLive, and CloudHub. Um, if you, when you're leaving, uh, on, on rumble, please hit the smash, the rumble button on your way out. And we are on Brighteon as well. We are on Brighteon. Yeah, we are on Brighteon. Uh, you could want to hear us on the audio version. You can go to Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there, give us a five-star review. Tell us you love us and share us with someone that needs to hear it. Um, text freedom to eight, nine, five, one, seven. If you need a reminder when we go live and, um, Frankly, uh, you can also sign up and, and get our, uh, our uh, updates as well below. Uh, today's a weird day for me. I got a bunch of stuff going through my head right now. We got a lot of plans for next week. I think I told you guys that there's a possibility that we would go on a radio station as well. That was hit with me right before I got on tonight. So I was a little kind of like, really? Let me go on the radio. Um, but it would be live through this onto the radio as well. So let's see. I guess we can reach, reach more people with truth. It's always a good thing. It's better than getting cut out, I guess. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. My producer today is Apollo. And um, have a great weekend. God bless you. And we will see you again on Monday.